guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Guys, you mustn't worry to suicide. It's very easy to say, coming from my standpoint, no, I'm not a millionaire. No, I'm not a $100,000-inaire. But it's mind-boggling how somebody can be reduced to so much, whereas they believe that they have to take their life because they no longer have money. You know, watching the movies that are very superficial but also very real, like The Pursuit of Happiness, you know, being in that bathroom with Will Smith as he, you know, as those tears roamed down his face when someone was trying to get in just so he could provide shelter for his son to sleep at at night. These different types of scenarios, again, when you see it in movies, know that people are doing that in real life, but he had a son to provide for. Other people, especially what's happening here in Thailand right now, the death of COVID, I think there are about 55 deaths, but there have been more suicides to this than COVID. And so a lady just over here at this MRT station, not, not too far from here, about a kilometer, I can see it right there. It's just right over the bridge. She threw herself off that balcony and killed herself. Some people say, oh, she was suffering from depression, but let's just say that COVID had pushed her to the, to the, to the brink. You know, there was another story that a guy, um, you know, uh, of course, there was, a, uh, there was a tour bus driver, as a matter of fact, in Samut Prakam, which is like southeast of Thailand, near the main airport. And this guy said he could not pay installments on his new car, so he had to end his life. Guys, think about it. Something that is perceived to the majority of the planet as a luxury, this guy couldn't pay new installments, so he ended his life. Think about it. See... That's a luxury. And this is why going back and listening to this book now, I'm listening to it now because this book right here, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying to Start Living. This book came out about 70 years ago, and I'm listening to it on uh, Scribd right now. And you have to think about it. How can you solve worry? You're worried about not paying your car, right? So let's list everything out. What are some of the scenarios? What's going to happen if you don't pay for your car? What's the worst that could happen? Is someone going to kill you? No. Are you going to lose your car? Yes. Is your car like a main focal point of, well, you know what? T- to be honest with you, you were a tour bus driver. You got hit hard by the economy. You're going to have to survive. But you were able to get a car to begin with. So that means that you did have money at one point. But you're going to have to take this loss like a champion. Either you're going to have to resell the car Or you're going to have to lose the car and say, hey, this is going to be tough. This is going to be real tough. I'm going to talk to you from a crazy perspective. 18 years ago, my mom got a phone call. My my older sister, she had crashed her car. Her brand new car. She spent more than half of her income tax check. Probably like the majority of her income tax uh, uh, tax check. It was a Ford Taurus. It was like a 010, it was probably like a 0100. Doesn't really matter, but it was in 2002. My mom, she, she was depressed for about a week. I remember my sister, I don't know where she was, but my sister, basically what had happened was she was trying to put the CDs into the little, you know, the cassette area where you could put the CDs in, and she did not stop the car. She kept driving. She ducked her head down to the, to the floor level, and then boom, she hit someone. Probably at a cool 20-25 miles per hour. Car was totaled. My mom cried. 
I remember I'd left my room at that time. Uh, and, and, you know, in the morning, it had to be a day after, two days after, I can't remember, but my mom was putting on makeup and she would just stop putting on makeup and she would just go into a, a trance of hell. No, she wasn't crying, but that was like severe depression that I saw on her face. But did my mom think for one moment that she was going to kill herself? No, she had to provide. Even if she didn't have to provide, she had to provide for herself. Guys, that's materialism. Another story, let's zoom in eight years later after that, had a Spanish instructor in college, CSN, College of Southern Nevada, just before I was doing some like some undergrad, some bullshit classes and whatnot, but Spanish, of course, that was one of my funnest classes, um, and this lady was like, yeah, my uh, one of my daughter's cars, well, it was actually my car, it got completely totaled over the weekend, I was like, oh my god, is your daughter okay? This is what we ask as human beings, we ask about the well-being of an individual, is your daughter okay? Yeah, but, so she assessed the situation. It went over to the crash. She looked at the car. And she, and she said, well, I can always get another car, but I can't get another daughter. That's perspective. See, you could always get another car. Whatever type of materialism it is, you can always get another. But you can never get another life. That lady who threw herself off that platform just over there. She'll never be able to wake up from that. This guy who took his life because, again, hey, he ends his life predicated on a car and not being able to make those installments. You got to take that like a champ. You got to say, well, I mean, I fucked up this time. No one knew that a pandemic was going to happen. But what can I learn from this and how can I solve this worry? You still have a house over your head, right? Yeah. Okay, you got some folks that you can get in contact with, right? A friend of this or that. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, you be you're still a tour bus operator. I mean, you got hit hard, but you know what? Start taking down some names. Start figuring out some things and see how you're going to come out of this. See your way through it. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, it's too difficult, guys." I'm speaking to a low okay. So let's just say, you know, me speaking to one of my um friends in Huhumale out there in the Maldives. Yeah, it's a little bit different because, of course, she comes from a wealthier background. But guys, see your way through it. For those of you who are actually worried during these times right now, I, hey, I'm not even, I'm not even going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. Everybody's worried. Everybody's scared. Not me. I'm more proactive. I'm more on the offense. But what you need to do, you need to refer back or at least just listen to this book. It's free everywhere. It's an audio book or just pick it up. Free Dale Carnegie's How to Start, Stop Worrying and Start Living. You'll find it for free on Google. You need to run through how to solve these worry situ- worrying situations. You know, there was a story in that book where there was a sailor who was in a submarine. It was during the World War II. And basically what happened, if you guys watched the movie U-571, they got these depth charges. So these depth charges are for, like, destroyers who are on surface level. They drop these barrels of dynamite down below to try to blow these goddamn submarines up. And so what happened is that he finds out, oh my god, there's a mine layer. Okay, there's another destroyer. If there's a mine layer, there's a destroyer. We gotta dive deep. So they hurry up and dropped it. They said the goddamn things were busting, the water was coming in, and you just hear these charges going off and off and off. He said, man, if I could get out of this, if I don't die, I will never cry. I will never complain again. He said his life was flashing right before him. Guys, this wasn't just five minutes. This was a full fucking 24 hours of someone trying to kill you in the depths of the ocean. 
Now, if that doesn't send shivers down your spine, I don't know what will. You know, there was another guy here in Thailand. Construction worker in Konken, Isan, they call it. Nice northeast region. Beautiful places out there. Wonderful people, too. I've met some of the most wonderful people from that area. And he missed out on a 5,000 baht handout scheme. I completely understand that. I understand. Now, right now, the government, I'm telling you, the government, they are beyond proactive. I'm going to give a big shout out to these guys. I know it's crazy. A lot of you are like, no, hell no, you can't give a shout out to the Thai government. Listen, the amount of what they're pouring, even the toppest person in this country, they're pouring so much money. And they're, tr- boy, they, they began opening everything already. God, this is the most proactive I've ever seen them and probably the most proactive in history. Since, of course, the wonderful, you know, individual, I can't, I'm not going to say anything because that's not my right to say anything. But he did an amazing job, but beyond amazing, phenomenal. I mean, a, a, a heroic job to put this place on the map. And unfortunately, after his decease, everyone was like, well, what's going to happen now? But if you see what's happening right now, they're pouring money out there. 16 million households, including farmers, poor farmers in the same region of this guy, Con Ken, construction worker. These farmers are getting these 5,000 baht schemes. They're saying, okay, for three months, 5,000 baht, which is like 166 US dollars, 166, 166 is better than nothing. This guy, unfortunately, missed out on the first 5,000 baht handout scheme. And he said, hey, I'm not going to live anymore. I'm done. He said between April, uh, Thailand Science and Research Center said between April 1st and the 21st, there have been 28 people who have committed suicide and another 10 who unsuccessfully committed suicide. Guys, I was that person that had to handle that. I had to handle that situation. No, I'm not talking about I thought. Well, yeah, I thought about it about six years ago. This is when I was completely broken. Mindset. But just last year, you guys didn't hear that story? I helped someone. I wrote this down as a goal in 2015. Help someone not commit suicide. And it just happened last year. A beautiful student of mine. Beautiful inside and out. This, she, boy, she was, oh my God, I love her. You know what I'm saying? I love her. She was, um, she worked at this company uh, way out there, of course, you guys know that story, but, you know, she, she messaged me out of nowhere after such a long time. I was like, Prana, I think that was her name, Prana, or Pratana, there we go, Pratana. And I said, what's going on? I haven't heard from you in a while. She said, I tried killing myself the last two nights. I, don't, I didn't know who else to contact. I said, okay, talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on? Let's solve this together. Because first and foremost, you are the most gorgeous soul, one of the most gorgeous souls I've ever met on this planet. And for you... To try to kill yourself, I am deeply saddened by that. So let me help you. And what was it? Well, she was going to lose her house. Relationships fell apart. Family sick. I got you. Let's, let's handle this one by one. And I, I don't know if I helped her to the point so much, but we started like figuring things out. Okay, hey, you're going to have to take this loss like a champ. Fuck the house. Just like this guy. Fuck the car. Fuck the car. Fuck the house. You got one shot. If you take your life now, there's no waking up from this. There's no waking up from this. And so I had to keep guiding her for about a week, two weeks. She's like, okay, I got an extension. Okay, this is going to happen. Okay, that's going to happen. And then, you know, she went AWOL, but she was okay. She's like, all right, you know, this is happening. And then she ended up like uh, disappearing a little bit. But I, I realized, you know, she's still there. She's still online. You know, I ended up seeing that she sent me a message. 
you know, uh, during New Year's, January. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I think she messaged me back or she didn't message me back. But then I found a, no- I found a notification on uh, LinkedIn that she accepted a new job. She left Pandora, which is like some kind of jewelry company out here. And she got a better position. And I'm like, see, <sighs> see, when we think things through, sometimes, man, we just don't know how to ask for help. We don't. And that's why, hey, we end up making rash decisions. Brash as fuck. And we think the whole world is bearing down on us. You know, I understand. You know, there are poor people. There are poor people ending their lives everywhere. Guys, I got it. But think about it. People in your situation, in countries such as Sudan, they're dying from starvation. But they didn't commit suicide. They said, I'm going to fight this bitch to the far, to the, to the end. Like, listen to that. Like, I understand you're going to lose your house. You're going to lose out on this 5,000 bot. But solve it through. Put all your details out. God damn. 5,000 bot, man? I ain't going to. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay, Arsenio. Think. Now, let me think of it. Remember, I had only $10 into my, you know, to my name. In October and November of 2013, guys, $10 to my name. What could I have done? Was I going to kill myself? No way. I was like, well, I'm going to have to start hustling now. Let's see what's going on. Motherfucker, I'll go door to door and say, hey, guys, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm going to offer you a free class of learning. And then I only charge like a hundred a bot after that. You blah, 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 blah. You'll get more if you pay this or that. I would have went door to door. It don't matter. It does not matter. That would I have been locked up? Da, 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 da. Hey, who knows? I don't give a damn, but I'm not going to end my life. I got to find out. See, in times like those, you have to get creative. And so things started, you know, I started attracting. I remember a teacher, you know, uh, Pasadi, I forgot her name. Um, but she was like, hey, you know, I know you need some money. I got some students over here. There are about eight of them. You can make like da 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 and you'll get this, and you'll get 800 baht for two hours. I'm like, shit, 800 baht in this goddamn province? Do this two, three times a week? I'm, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. And so that started building up, and then the lady, Yuping, she was like, Arsenio, if you need any money, you can go to the department. You can ask teacher that I see. Now, that relationship ended ended up falling apart at the very end but she helped me at the beginning i was like hey teaching us man i got no money man i just need a little money to hang me over to the end of november she's like okay here i said i'm gonna pay you back right after i get the money you know what i'm good for so right after i got that money i paid her back and you know how good it felt to get that money but i saw things through and a lot of people they just throw in that towel they throw it in and say you know what i'm gonna have to kill myself I understand that, like, uh, you, you know, when, when it comes to, like, oh, having that community support system, because there are a lot of people who kill themselves in wealthier countries. You look at Korea, they kill themselves by pressure. In Japan, they kill themselves. You know, the kids out there who are killing themselves, that's what really breaks my that That breaks my soul to have a, a child kill themselves because of fucking school pressure. But boy, I'm telling you, man, you guys know that story. And now maybe a lot of you don't because I got a lot of newcomers who are listening to this. But I remember Babyface, when can I see you again? Playing Jurassic Park on a, I can't remember, it was Sega Genesis or SNES. But I remember hearing that song, when can I see you again? You guys know that song, right? And my mom, we had no food. My father, I don't know where that motherfucker was. But she was bored. She was literally... 
frying tortillas out of flour on the stove to get us and get food in our stomach. I don't know what was happening with their money. I didn't let that create my reality, but I said, hey, I mean, you know, not for one moment. My mom didn't think about killing herself. No fucking way. Uh-uh. My mom did everything she possibly could. Back in 2003, those were some real rough months. My older sister had to take care of us. I couldn't work. I was only 15 years old. My mom didn't have a job for five months up until like, what is it? January of 2004, she finally got her job. She had a truck that was sitting right outside her home. And she was just sitting there like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so she told us, she said, listen, guys, November, you know, Thanksgiving, we're not going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. I said, Mom, what do you mean? She said, listen, we're not going to have one. I'm sorry. But I didn't, I, me, as a young child, I was like, okay, that's cool, man. Let's do it. I'm all good. Shit. Next thing you know, you get a door knock. Here's my mom crying. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? Look, and there's a lady there, Kathy. Kathy Griffin. You know, I've known this lady since I was eight years old. My father, sorry as dude, but he would drop me off at school, C.P. Squires in Las Vegas, Nevada. He would drop me off early, and I would hang out at this lady at her, uh, at her job. And she was, she was like an administrative staff for the school, C.P. Squires, elementary school. She's been a longtime friend in the family because my oldest sister and the, you know, Jennifer Groom, who I'm still friends with on Facebook, bless her heart. You know, she, oh boy, she could have ended up dying like a few years back, you know, with that Las Vegas shooting because she heard the gunshots going off and she was at that venue. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful that she's great. And that family friend, they've always come around. And Kathy Griffin on that Thanksgiving morning, she gave us an entire dinner. And then finally, within a week later, my mom said, man, fuck this car. She said, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it to this lady because she wants to buy it. And she's like, okay, all right. How much are you going to give me? 3000 3000 US? She's like, okay. Now, was my mom really smart about the money? She provided for us. She bought the food. She bought the game. She provided us with the Christmas. And sure enough, that first week of January, she got herself a job. 2003, 2003, 2004, that's when I started developing a lot of things because I was going through things at school with my, you know, these girls that I like and all this other stuff. But my mom got herself an income tax check just after that. Another boom, 5000 Everything was good. Everything was good. Going into 2004 was a beautiful thing. That's when I joined track and field for the first time. My mom saw it through. Guys, you got to take a step back. Think about it, how bad you actually had. Not even how bad you got it, but ask yourself, man, just talk to me and say, Arsenio, man, hey, you, email me. You guys got it in the description. Arsenio, man, I need that book. I'm not going to tell you my name or anything. I just need that book. I need some help. Don't be bashful. Like that book, I've been listening to it and I've been like, damn, like things are hitting my ear. Differently than how they hit my eyes when I read it three years ago. I I didn't have to worry three years ago. I didn't have to worry whatsoever. I was still getting a a really, really good salary. I was working outside. I was doing this and that. But, you know, I wasn't worrying myself three years ago. But then at the beginning of this month and everything started happening, there was no work and this and that. I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so that's why I'm so grateful for my friend, Dew. Big shout out to her because she's like, hey, man, I got your back. I got you. You know, one of my ex-students, executive at the bank, he's like, Arsenio, man, I hurt, man. I know things are all falling apart. 
I feel, I'm so bad. I feel I'm, I'm scared for you. I got you, though. I got you. If anything happens, I got you. I was like, man, don't worry. Hey, man, thank you so much. We gonna, we, it's going to be all good, brother. One week later, I get into the transformation course. Next day, holy shit. I broke a salary this month that I never thought I could break. No fucking way. I couldn't believe it. Why? I saw things through. I stopped becoming the victim. I said, how am I going to get creative? Because, of course, I'm already creative. Yes, I already have money in the savings. I already have money in the checking. Yeah, I have money there, but I'm talking about right now. Like, come on, Arsenio. You can do it. Boom. Towards the end of April. Arsenio, work. Arsenio, I need this. Arsenio, hey. Arsenio, 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 Arsenio. That's me seeing things through. People, I understand. You're in construction. I'm looking at a bunch of construction workers right now. They're building the same venue, this place called Aspire. They're building up one that's 10 stories higher just across from this goddamn train. Which really sucks because it's just going to blow up my whole fucking view. But I'm still grateful for everything. And I see these construction workers. And I know that some of them, if they miss out on this and they can't do this and... People out here, hey, I'm not going to be able to get it. Okay, well, you know what? Okay, what, what's my backup plan? Let's go. Let's go. Because what you become coming out of this, oh, yeah. You develop an entire different type of being within you because you've been through it. People are dying right now. You know those people who are dying on beds? They would kill. Honestly, guys, they would absolutely kill. To be alive. People are committing suicide right now. And those people would. They, they're craving for that life again. Craving for. Craving to be alive again. They didn't ask to get COVID. Out there in America. Spain, Italy, Iran. China. A lot of these people didn't want to die. They're probably saying in their dying breath. Like fuck me. This is it. Do you think for one moment. They'd be like man fuck that. I got to commit suicide. No way. They're probably saying, God damn, I wish I could be back alive. These people who are alive right now, that's some perspective for your ass. Because, hey, you got to be able to get through. You, you will get through this. You know you'll get through this. But will you understand the lesson getting out of this? That's the most important part. And that's my message for today, guys. If you guys want that book, if you guys have any questions, you want me to do a Q&A, send anonymous emails, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. I'm here for you guys. You already know. And again, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Wearing and Start Living. You want to read the book? If you're a reader, take notes, do that. If you're an audio person like me, listen to it. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it just about anywhere. You don't have to pay money to get this goddamn thing. Everything is free. So guys, in saying that, stay tuned for more. Over and out.